this may not be what the creators intended, but like it can't be an accident that this is in there. Look, I remember it fondly because it had dinosaurs, <laughs> but I remember it unfondly for every other reason. The Black Donnelly's is pure gold, and you guys are wrong. Joey Ice Cream uh, for president. I'm just saying that selfie belongs in the Criterion Collection. Is it working? Uh, <laughs> no. Never, never has anything worked for me in my life, Ronnie. <laughs> Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I deep, deep, deep live deep underground on Pluto, and I'm Evan. I'm sorry, we were talking about Gideon before. Sure, we okay. Recording. See, I don't yeah. have the context. Yeah, I, don't, right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was like that. That I, that I watched a different series show. of Caruso. Yep. <laughs> oh, if only, if only <laughs> we were we were joking that like it should have gotten weird and become lost. You know, let Ronnie anyway, introduce. Sorry, himself. go ahead, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, I, I will introduce myself as someone um, who uh, really enjoys um, spoilers. <laughs> these last four episodes of Caruso, and I'm Ronnie. If you can tell by those introductions, ending pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We are currently covering the last four episodes of NBC's Crusoe. Before we get into that, I have a bit for us. Oh, hell yeah. Can't wait. Lay it on me. What's the bit? Imagine this. You are walking through the woods. Okay, I'm there. I hate it already. Yeah. And... You come to the fork in the road, and at that fork is a squirrel. Oh. The squirrel is wearing a tiny vest and a tiny little top oh. hat, and he has a little oh. cane. Oh! Are we going to Red Bull? And the, the squirrel says, Greetings, travelers! Oh, does, I don't like the voice the that he has. Does the squirrel have squirrel eyes, or does the squirrel have, like, cartoony No, it's a squirrel. Because that's, that's the, it that's is not the a cartoon. stumbling block for me to, like, find animals, like cute and adorable is the eyes beady little eyes give me like bad vibes uh, the squirrel is giving you bad vibes then okay but he's in a top hat and a vest with his bad <laughs> a little vibes. Cane. green vest green top hat little cane okay and he said greetings travelers okay play in this space with me how do you yeah, respond sure um gosh am, am i alone no, the two of you are together. Oh, two of us are together. Oh. Me and Evan. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm there too, but I'm also being the squirrel right now. So you two have to respond to the squirrel. You're God um, in this context. Yeah. Um, I I kind of look s- over at Evan like, the fuck's got happening here? I would ask it why can it talk. I would say why can you talk, squirrel? Why are you wearing that vest? <laughs> I have a challenge for you. That you must answer either of his questions. You must select a gift. And the squirrel lays out a small dagger, a fountain pen, and a stopwatch. You must select your gift from these three items. A gift for me or a gift for someone else? It is a gift for you. Oh. The squirrel is giving you a gift, but you, the two of you can only select one item. Together or each? Together. Um, I feel like we need this dagger oh. to defend ourselves against this squirrel in case it tries to bite our eyes out. That's fair. What kind of are we? We're just in the woods, like the wood ass woods. Yeah, you guys are just walking in the woods. I 
hate that so much. Dagger seems like the most useful woods tool. Dagger does. It's I very gonna, ornate. I was going to pick fountain pen because I feel like that's certainly more my vibe. But if we're if we're talking functionality. I feel like Evan could also like use a dagger. Leave it to Evan to go almost full functionality. Anyone, almost anyone can use a dagger, I think. Yo, true story, though. I was getting the belt out of my closet to put together my Renfair costume that was also the belt from your wedding. And I was like fiddling with it while my daughter was sleeping. And I did drop the dagger out of its sheath uh, down towards my feet and moved my foot just in <laughs> before I said, oh, fuck, that's a real ass dagger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's sharp. It is sharp. It came it sharp. very sharp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we're get, I guess we're taking the dagger. You have chosen wisely, travelers. Your prize is that you may cut out an episode of Crusoe and replace it with one character from a different fiction arriving on the island instead. That's I the bit. I, I will say, Andy, I don't hate this. I don't hate this reframing <laughs> of just some regular ass bit. With, yeah, with, that was with an elaborate D &D lead up to a pretty standard I, bit. I, I, I do not dislike I, this new I'm character. I'm laying little seeds and breadcrumbs for the show that we're doing next. Sure. Oh, okay. okay. Fair. Yeah, the right. vibe. The vibe yeah. is there. Um, so this, this squirrel has given you the power to cut out an episode of Crusoe with the time dagger mm -hmm. and replace it with a different piece of fiction different character arriving to the island for an episode i'm just gonna go with the first thing that came to my mind i'm gonna say james hook Ooh, <laughs> that's fun that is very that fun. Be fun i'm gonna i'm gonna say james hook finds the finds the uh mary port the 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 area that he is able to come ashore at and uh, Smee and uh, uh, Hook and and the brutish the brutish pirate boys uh, come ashore looking and they for kill Pan. Crusoe and they win and they take over the island and yeah. they live here now. Are and you doing uh, Jason we, Isaacs or Dustin Hoffman Hook? I was thinking um, cartoon Hook. Oh, that is was he still that. a cartoon? I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying we need to do like a Space Jam. But I am saying that in my head, who was walking on the island with cartoon ass Smee and Captain Hook. I love Looking it. for Pan. I imagine Dustin Hoffman for whatever it's worth. I like the Jason Isaacs hook. So look at us. We're three mm. hooks. Three different hooks. What if mm. all three hooks showed up? That'd be a real, a real uh and Crusoe was like, but this show's about me. And they'd be like, no one actually cares. <laughs> Not anymore. No, this we're, is the best this show's ever been, mm -hmm. and we know it. Um. Huh. Yeah, I, I like Hook. Like one, I like Hook coming in and making this like a real, real good pirate time. What uh, What episode are you cutting out? Um, Long Pig, <laughs> Long that Pig, or uh, also. Um, what was the one? Really, really, the first uh, eight, nine and ten of this of this Oof. run. Real stinkers. Um. Yeah, I think I think maybe instead of uh. Um, Mirage wife. Um, we we insert Mirage cartoon Captain Hook. I'll say this for Mirage wife. Uh, not as racist as some of the other episodes, though. So yeah, yeah, there is that. Yeah, just more boring. 
I'm trying to think of an interesting character to interact with Crusoe. That's a problem. Like, everything I've ever seen or heard of just it immediately leaves my brain when uh, I have to think of an answer for mm-hmm. the bit. Uh-huh. Do you want me to go while you think? I have a pretty good answer lined up. Sure, but don't Wait, get you your notes. You're, you're the squirrel. What's, does the squirrel get to answer here? I'm also Andy. Andy is present. Andy's I'm just there. voicing the squirrel right now at times. Thank Andy's you. got a pedal. That they, are, they are like making the squirrel, this poor squirrel talk, but also, wow, ooh, look at that squirrel. Wow, look it's at the, the squirrel. <laughs> Where'd this time dagger come from? <laughs> um, I would use the time dagger to uh, murder the writers of Long Pig and replace them with duplicates to write an episode uh, involving Gritty, uh, the Philadelphia sure. Flyers mascot coming to the sure. island. Um, I I think it would maybe be like a uh, Gritty is hunting Crusoe situation, but then um, they have to team up to defeat the uh, Pittsburgh Penguin. Sure. And then uh, Gritty promises that he'll come back for Crusoe um, after his mighty slumber. And, and then he just zip lines away. Uh, yeah, and then fall asleep under uh, the old stadium before yeah. being awoken hundreds and hundreds of years later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gritty, Gritty is my answer. I think he would have a lot of fun. Um, I think he would hate Crusoe, which I respect. Uh, mm-hmm. Gritty, Gritty has no time for plantation owners and, and slave yeah. owners and fascists. So, All right, I had a fairly good idea. Um. Oh wait, it has to be one character. You can do the time squirrel. I'm sorry. The, the 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 time dagger has many powers, and the squirrel is very lenient. So uh, I want all the Muppets on the boat from Muppet Treasure Island to show up. Mm, that's very mm, that's similar cool. to Ronnie's answer. Very good. Yeah. I don't think so. Muppet Treasure Island, and uh, it is it is it is aquatic themed. It is like there is a piracy sure. theme, but I was I I cycled through some uh sci-fi options mm-hmm. some like sci-fi aliens um, lands like aliens landing on the island yeah but that would be like you would take so long for like trying to make crusoe understand aliens and like the technology and there would be a lot of fear and uh like i don't know it'd be a standoff whereas like i feel with the muppets he'd just be confused and not like afraid and we like just at that get... point, it's just a Star Trek episode. It has nothing to do with Crusoe anymore. It's just Captain Kirk being like, these strange people are definitely gay. Am I right? Uh, I'm sticking with my answer. I think, yeah, Muppets. I, think, no, I, think I, I think it would uh, immediately raise the entertainment factor. Would, would Long John Silver be there too or no? Uh, no Tim Curry? Uh, no, Tim Curry is too much like... Uh, there, there was a guy doing a Tim Curry impression in, like, the first episode. Oh, I forgot about him. Uh, and I, I feel like it would just be, like, too much. Uh, like, I, I'm sticking with the genre because it would just be fun. Like, that would be the most fun... That would be the most fun that I would have with an episode of Crusoe with it still being an episode of Crusoe, you know? I love that even with the magic time dagger, this show still couldn't get Tim Curry. This, this show, Tim Curry still is just like, yeah, nah, I'm not signing on to this. 
Well, there's already humans on the island, right? You need mm -hmm. your one human foil against the the Muppets, like playing against the Muppets. And we've already got, you know, a healthy population of humans on this island. So I think we need to add Muppets to the equation. Okay. We okay. don't need to add a Tim Curry. Not that Tim Curry wouldn't improve it. He would. Right. Uh, what I'm saying is this I is want beneath to see Tim Curry. That's, yeah. that's, that's what it I is. Wanna, I want to see these Muppets interacting with this weird man and him like trying to make sense of this and them just saying like we live in this treehouse now Ooh, doo, 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 doo. here's the thing is friday is going to shoot a muppet with the through the heart with a bow it'll be, it'll be funny though the muppet will uh, go ah! <laughs> <laughs> and feathers will fly everywhere exactly and then they'll be fine they'll just yeah oh poor camilla <laughs> um b girl yeah. hit shot it'll be fine have we satisfied the dark urges of, of the uh, of the woodland squirrel of the woodland squirrel and his uh, magical artifacts? Yes, I'm very pleased. You may go on your way, travelers. I want to be in these woods. Uh, I, more. I just want to stress uh, audio verse award winning voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> audio verse award winning voice actor. 2021 best uh, best new voice actor 2022 nominations Woo. are here i think i might submit this episode oh there we go yeah <laughs> andy as the time squirrel uh let's talk about crusoe now that we've played in this space sure we watched four of these episodes the last Oof. four that we'll ever 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 watch crusoe um, can't hurt us ever again evan what what happened what happened in them uh yeah so episode 10 uh is called smoke and mirrors uh crusoe it seems like everything's fine right we nothing is amiss but suddenly susanna crusoe's wife for whom he has been pining is on the island and he's like oh my gosh holy crap how did you get here and she's like don't worry about it i'm your wife um and he's trust that this is real and really happening at first for a second and then he realizes he's got gaps in his memory and he keeps having like weird flashbacks and he's like what what is what's wrong with my brain right now something's wrong with my brain i suspect um he has flashbacks to falling out of his treehouse and he's like oh my gosh i must have hit my head and then he has more recollections of a smoke bomb going off that caused him to fall out of the treehouse and he's like Something's going on here. And uh, what happened was, in fact, there's a crazy man on the island who has glued rocks to his hat because he thinks they're diamonds. And he's like, I'm the king of the island. I'm the king. It's a white guy. I think he's like, I think he was from one of the mutineer crews and got left he, behind. So here's the here's the ending pending rewind um when when uh crusoe leaves his plantation um he tells the guy he's like hey i got it i gots to go to england i got and he's like i'm going to guinea and he's like no but instead go to england and here's my entire plantation i'm sure you'll do ethically with it wink um and that's the ship that wrecked and how many goddamn ships have wrecked on this island? Shipwreck Cove is what they call it. There's, there's a lot of coral at the one part. They wreck in real the, easy. In the uh, span it's, of it's, this show, there's been a ship wrecked on this island almost every episode. Mm -hmm. Or like a, a mm -hmm. shipwreck of the past referenced, mm -hmm. you know? 
Uh, I guess they don't have shallow drafts, I guess. Uh, they've got ship's wheels, but they don't have shallow drafts. Am I right? Nautical friends? <laughs> yeah, and evidently this is on some kind of major shipping lane that sends ships here yeah. all the time because Constantly. somehow Crusoe can't get off or signal to anyone to get him off, but boy, do they have a lot of fucking shipwrecks. Anyway, that was not really like, it didn't, did it, did it matter? No, he's a guy, he's a crazy man who thinks he's the king of the island. Um, and he, and he's racist to Friday. He's racist to Friday. Yes. And, uh, he smoke bombed their house for a reason. And, uh, then he captures them, and uh, what are what does he even want? Um, it doesn't matter. Has, Next step, Friday yeah. to build him a castle of diamonds. Yeah, it it does. It doesn't matter what he wants. He captures them. He's he's crazy. He's got uh, rocks glued to his hat, and he learned how to make smoke bombs. Uh, and Crusoe comes out of his uh, like hallucinations from the smoke bomb. And uh, they get captured by the crazy man and then they escape from the crazy man, but not before Crusoe gets one last good, good whiff of that hallucinogenic smoke that makes him see his wife and miss his wife and pine for his wife. Uh, and then the the crazy uh, king of the island man, uh, his house, his cave catches on fire and he doesn't want to leave his stuff because he he's the king of the island and he can't leave his stuff and so he gets blown up in his cave and that's the end of that um episode 11 they meet another tribe of people who are native to this island apparently nothing happens uh <laughs> this is like uh, a slightly less weird rehash of long pig basically is all it is and um there's a girl uh like so they're not any like extant tribe of people like this isn't like a real culture that they're referencing they just sort of like painted like face paint on them or like i guess it's supposed to be tattoos and they've just got like random like symbols and some shells and stuff so yeah this is this is nothing uh they do confirm in this episode in dialogue that uh uh crusoe did own the slaves those people on that plantation were slaves that he owned we did uh like leave some some room to speculate about like uh well like were they paid we don't know um but yeah no he, he owned a bunch of slaves <laughs> cool, cool good and, cool. and good cool and good and there's a like a hot uh like brown lady that friday fights sexily with that's the that's it everything's nothing the status quo remains exactly the same at the end of this after their encounter with this tribe that they somehow have not contacted yet in spite of having been on this island for six years they um, had heard rumor of crusoe and came to hunt him they mm -hmm. had heard of of this shipwreck engineer yeah mm-hmm mm -hmm. also I, like in their defense they heard of this white guy on this island that used to own a bunch of slaves. Yeah. And they're like, let's go kill him. That seems perfectly fine by me. Yeah, but they don't. No. They're, they're uh, painted as the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, episode 12. Uh, 
Je- Jeremiah? His first name's Jeremiah Blackthorn? Sam. Yep. Uh, Sam Neil. Yeah, Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Jeremiah Blackthorn. Washes up on the island. Shocking. What? How, how could this have happened? Um, Crusoe's like, hell yeah, my uh, father figure character, because I, I think his real father's dead now. I don't remember what happened to Sean Bean. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jeremiah Blackthorn shows up, Crusoe's stoked about it, Friday's like, I don't know about this dude, he's being very racist to me, and Crusoe's like, don't worry about it, suck it up, he's a good dude, I said so, don't mind his racist comments. Um, so you know the flashbacks to, uh, like, England that have been happening and have been completely inconsequential to this point? Um, we get one, we get, like, a present... It's not a flashback, but we've been... It's like a dual story. It's it's the first time that they're a plot B. Yes, we've entered... um, We've been going forward chronologically in the flashbacks, and now when it flashes to England, we are in the present time. Um, And Susanna, uh, Crusoe's wife, Blackthorn has had her uh, put in a a mental hospital... Um, because it was very easy to have women declared crazy throughout uh, an alarmingly large portion of history uh, that ended extremely alarmingly recently. But anyway, he's had her institutionalized, and um, Olivia, the lady who was dressed as a boy that uh, Crusoe met on the island, comes and gets her out of the the mental hospital, and they start uh, investigating some weird records they find and they go to a priest and the priest, they're like, Hey, why is this baptismal record? So weird for when, uh, Robinson was born. And he's like, Oh, it's because a rich guy got, uh, Robinson Crusoe's mom to be a surrogate for him. Cause his wife couldn't have kids or something like that. Or like, couldn't have, he didn't have any male kids or something. And then he died before Robinson was born. As payment for the surrogacy arrangement, this rich guy got Robinson Crusoe's dad, like, a membership in, like, the Merchants Guild or something so that he could make money. And the guy who paid Robinson Crusoe's mom to be his surrogate was Blackthorn's father older brother older brother yeah so (laughs) this is so it's so unnecessarily complicated um blackthorn was like a second son and he wasn't gonna inherit anything but uh he was like banking on it it wasn't like fully clear to me if he killed his brother it sort of was implied that he did because he's a bad dude but uh he Blackthorn's a second son. He wasn't going to inherit anything unless his older brother died without any heirs. So he, uh, the older brother commissioned a baby. He, he, he got this random lady to be his surrogate so he could have a legitimate heir. But before the kid was born, he died. And because like this, like wasn't, he wasn't married to the mother like nobody knew about this baby and that baby is Robinson Crusoe and the baby. Yeah. So, um, there's, 
like documents. There's a document that this rich guy signed saying all of his stuff goes to his trueborn son, Robinson Crusoe. The uh, as yet unborn at the time, Robinson Crusoe. So Blackthorn inherited all of the money from the dad, but it wasn't supposed to go to him. It was supposed to go to Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe is the true heir of the Blackthorn fortune. <gasps> ah. And so uh, Blackthorn figured out from all of the contact that Robinson Crusoe had with all of these people who fucking landed on the island in the last, whatever, two months, all of these dozens of people he's interacted with, <laughs> uh, Blackthorn hears that he's still alive, and so Blackthorn decides he has to come to the island and fucking kill this kid himself because nobody can ever find out that Robinson Crusoe is supposed to have all of his money. Um, so he turns up. Uh, Robin's, like, stoked. Crusoe's just stoked to see him. Friday's like, I don't know about this. Um, he plays nice for a little while, and then, uh, in episode, uh, 13, uh, he, he betrays them, and they go through an obstacle course, uh, (laughs) they, there's an acid lake that they have to get over, they have to play the floor is lava, they have to go across a rope bridge, and, um, they have to pole vault. They have to pole vault. Yeah. Um, so they. Th- there's flashbacks also to England. Uh, um, Olivia helps Susanna get their kids back because Blackthorn had their kids in like a workhouse or something. I feel like they should have and- done that before the the baptismal investigation. But what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, gotta see if these kids are really worth it. And then, uh, what is the resolution of this? They kill Blackthorn. Nope. No, nope. they don't. <laughs> I uh, really Black, Blackthorn uh, makes a deal with Crusoe that if Crusoe destroys the will, Blackthorn will take Crusoe back to safety. So Crusoe rips it up, and then Blackthorn's like, "But I didn't make any promises about your." Uh, your 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 friend Friday. Your I, man Friday. I hate black people. I'm going to make him walk the plank because a deal's a deal. And Crusoe is like, just fuck you guys, and like jumps overboard with Friday, and they swim to shore. Well, he. So there's, ladies spe- and gentlemen, they are still on the island. Specifically, he goes to fight everyone off, and one of the like. Uh, crewmen get up close to him oh, and he yeah. sees that he has blood in his eyes which is a sure oh, sign right. of black right. pox which the captain does indeed uh, have in the down in like the brig area his, his quarters and Cruz is like nope they got the plague ain't no one on that ship making it to England so no sense in us uh, hopping aboard Um, and so that's the that's the resolution. So there's ladies and gentlemen, non-binary pals, everybody else, the gentlemen are still on the island. <laughs> uh their house got burned down. The end. Oh, oh yeah, yeah I forgot down. about that. that was real rough. Yeah, there were so many fucking hijinks in this last episode. Yeah. Uh, 
we seem to have uh, Discord seems to have fallen apart. We lost Ronnie. We lost Ronnie. Let's see if Ronnie comes back. Come back to us, Ronnie. Oh, you're back. I'm back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I said there's so many hijinks in this episode, and then uh, uh you were gone for a while. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into all the hijinks, the hoots and the hollers. Uh, but before we do that, you know that I gotta ask it. Uh, hey Andy. Hey Ronnie. These four episodes of NBC's Crusoe. Uh, did they work for you? No, no, no. They were real bad. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These four episodes of NBC's adaptation of The Amazing Tales of the P-Y-R-A-T Pirate who uh, had a gun and went across the island and I'm trying to remember the whole long title that Andy read a couple episodes ago of this of this obnoxious book um by nbc did this, did it work for you this this adaptation no no it was bad it wasn't none of it was good nope i was dreading it every time we had to sit down to watch it i was like oh god more of this hey ronnie hey yeah did these four episodes of this show from NBC in the <laughs> islands where nothing ever actually happens to these boring lads assholes <laughs> that's the closest we've ever gotten to that working good job that was yeah. almost coherent we yeah won. that almost it didn't like form a good sentence but you know if you were paying attention you could follow it <laughs> what do you think ronnie um no no it it didn't it didn't uh didn't work no wait what am I talking about? It did work. I liked it. I'm sorry. I was closing out a Discord tab and I totally just autopiloted. No, these episodes were. You autopilot agreed with us? <laughs> oh, you can understand why these I was. These four uh, episodes just, that worked been for response. you, Ronnie? Uh, as a whole, <laughs> these episodes, I, I, I remember them fondly and we'll, we'll talk about it more. Okay. okay. I will um, grant that, like, more happened in these episodes than in the entire rest of the show, but mm -hmm. only in, like, two of them. And that is that is honestly a negative. That is actually, like, a negative for me. Um, but we'll 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 talk about that uh, a okay. bit more. OK, whatever you say, Ronnie. <laughs> do we want to do we want to uh, start with a gay check or end with a gay check? There's lots of moments in here that are just that were just there's no heterosexual explanation. They're just dripping in lube. Yeah. 
Except that nothing happened to these lads' assholes, as we just discussed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Not that we know of. In the, the episode where they were fighting the, the other tribe, I wrote this synopsis of how the show began, the episode began. One man makes fresh squeezed juice and composts while t- talking to his dog son, waiting for his husband to come home with eggs so he can chat with him and make brunch in a golden frying pan. <laughs> that, that is was what all. happened. That was that was the intro to the episode. That's that's all extremely heterosexual. How dare you say otherwise? Um, he is asked to, uh, you know, will you will will you die for Friday? Because the 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 tribes people were like, he's your slave. And Friday's like, no, he's not my slave. And they're like, he will die for you. And he, Crusoe's like, I'll die for him. I'll die for him, too. And. The tribesmen are like, but you have wife and children. Like, he literally says, do you value this man more than your wife or children? And Crusoe painstakingly says, that's not a fair question. Um, <laughs> which is just gay, gay, gay. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, I mean, you, you, you know, different. I, I value my relationship with my friends uh, very, very much. Uh, it is, it is more complicated than that, but the way that he was just like, so in pain over trying to make this assessment was, was clear. Um, and in, uh, the penultimate episode before what's his face shows up, Sam Neill, um, they have a big discussion about, uh, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. Surprise me. You know, I don't like this. Well, I'll get you this instead. Oh, you're so cheeky. Is like the dialogue that happens. Like this is this is a married couple. This mm-hmm. is this is absolutely a married couple. It's very important to Crusoe that Friday gets to know his surrogate father. Um, he really wants him to make a good impression on him. Um, there's it's it's just it's 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 queer baiting at this point. I truly truly feel like it is. Um, I, I like, I suspect that it was not intentional genuinely, uh, but, uh, who knows? They love each other. I mean, they that, do love that, each that other. much is clear. Yeah, no, they do. They, they canonically unequivocally do love each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the reason I liked these episodes, I did not care for, uh, the order, the, the numbering's all strange. What I have it is the last four are nine, 10, 11, 12. So the first two of this, of this run, I did not care for it. I, it was extremely predictable that, um, Susanna wasn't really there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this was all like a, a weird kind of like fever dream kind of thing. And it also, uh, that's a negative territory. Um, I was very afraid of the racism in episode 10, which was not, uh the worst it's been i'll say that much mm-hmm. um but also just nothing happened um yeah they just like humiliate this tribal king right for 11 and 12 no reason like i'm trying i'm trying my best to do this without head cannoning it which you know is <laughs> difficult um it just had stakes like it had like uh dramatic irony with with uh blackthorn being on the island and and friday like knowing something is up and you know there was like a a camaraderie between these three boys which i was like 
oh, maybe, maybe like this, he's not, maybe he's like really feeling remorse. Like maybe he's not going to turn on him. Um, like it, it made me feel things. The twist was, I will say, uh, unexpected because it was so inexplicable. Um, <laughs> and it didn't need to like, all in all, I feel like that twist is interesting and it, and it, it it's like a, an interesting place for the story to go. I don't, think it's canonical to the book right andy that can't be no none of this none of this is sure in the book gotcha so this is this is whole cloth for the, for the show yeah um like i feel like that's interesting that is a way to make this show more interesting as far as we have seen it like him just like hitching a ride and getting off the island or, or getting you know heaven forbid shipwreck somewhere else like i don't know what other dramatic stakes you can add but like this was this gave motivation for Blackthorn. This gave, uh, you know, interesting stakes for Susanna back at home. Like, I like it. I wish that, like, it's just that every flashback up to this point that felt, I think they thought it was building up to something, was completely mm -hmm. inconsequential. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it was literally just, like, nothing, nothing, nothing for 11 episodes. And then in episode 12, they loaded 10 pounds of, of plot into a five-pound canon show. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, aha, look at this great twist. And it's like, this is this you this is not how you do it. This is not how you sprinkle yeah. the breadcrumbs. You've, you've there's, done a bad there's, job. There's like one line from Blackthorn like, oh, yeah, the king ran away. And, yeah. and Chris is like, oh, so the, the whole reason why I had to leave is over. Like, cool. And it's yeah. like, oh, so none of that meant anything then. Gotcha. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I think that this is I think. And then here, okay, I, I take I take off my head cannon limiter. This is a great like season two finale, where like this has been kind of building all season two. As we've talked about, like if season one is Crusoe's first couple of years on the island, then like I think that this place where they take the show later on is interesting. It's a good um deviation from the from the source material and it like does give some satisfaction regarding these characters that we've been seeing play out this whole time and get no comeuppance and there's it's it's kind of like a monster of the week show or like just a like problem scenario of the week the ship uh, cast away on this island of the week but there's never any real satisfaction because the characters don't seem to experience any dynam dynamicism or growth until Sam Neill shows up and it's like again you're just really backloading all of this but I I felt I, I enjoyed these last two like there was actual stakes there was actual motivation I felt like compelled uh, at every moment um, I wasn't sure what was going to happen at the end. Um, maybe I should have, but like the, I think that the, the black box is a good way of like kind of maybe eliminating the, the threat of, of Blackthorn while maybe he survives and gives some like, you know, potential for a big bad in season in my head in season three. Um, I liked these. I agree that it's not these, these four episodes were not, good individually and this season was not good this is not like um like change anything this like this last 
basically the finale, the the part one and two, um, I enjoyed, and I and I thought that the twists were interesting, if not just like unreasonable for like us to be impressed by them. Um, I have some positives. Yeah. Uh, I think I agree with a lot of what you're saying, Ronnie. Um, some other like little positives here. We got the best swashbuckle that we've had so far. Crusoe uh, sword fights his brother-in-law mm-hmm. and then uh, sword fights his brother-in-law and his brother-in-law's boyfriend. And um, it is by far the most competent sword fight we've seen, uh, which was cool. Uh, the brother-in-law was just like a deliciously campy villain. Mm-hmm. He was a little like limp-wristed, which like your mileage may vary if that's like fun or uncomfortable. Uh, but there's a moment where he's like eating a fruit and like leaning against the boat and just like bitching. And uh, it was really funny. And uh, the moment where they burned the treehouse almost worked for me. I think it would have hit way harder if we had seen Crusoe build the treehouse over the yes. course of the season, mm-hmm. yes. it would have hit way more. And this like really drove that home to me of like, man, it would have been so cool if like we saw the process of why he like built certain things. Like maybe the treehouse had a ladder and then like someone used that ladder to get up there who shouldn't have been there. So then he made the elevator and then like maybe the treehouse didn't have the like, boards that go up into defense mode and maybe he like fought some people and he's like man i should really have some like cover up here so i can use this as a bunker and then he like built you know like it would have been really cool to see him build each of these iconic pieces over the course of the season and then at the end of theoretically season two when these episodes take place Mm -hmm. when it got burned it would have been really emotional and like heart-wrenching it was almost uh, like emotional. Like they almost yeah. got me. Uh, they didn't quite, but uh, yeah, uh, those were, those were some good moments uh, for me. Uh, I do agree that there were some good bits in these last two specifically. Uh, first of all, Sam Neill. Excellent. Amazing. Yeah. Great to watch in everything he's in. Cannot lose with him around. So I I liked the villain, even though his motivation was like like the 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 backstory with the why he why Crusoe was meant to get the money was a little bit convoluted. Like there was, in my opinion, other ways they could have arrived at that same like at the exact same situation without having to try to explain all this. But uh, Sam Neill uh, did a great job. Uh, and, you know, there there was a fun there was a fun villain on the island and he was he felt smart and he felt competent the the thing where so they got across the acid lake with a ladder and he told um his lackey the brother-in-law like throw that in the acid lake so they can't follow us and then there was a part where they had to go across a rope bridge across a ravine and he goes like the the lackey uh like goes to cut the rope and sam neil's like what are you doing and he's like i'm it, so they can't follow us and he's like well, how are we going to get back across? Dummy? Like, I don't know. That I don't know. It worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I like that Susanna had something to... I like that Susanna had something to do. And I like that uh, 
Olivia came back around in a way that like felt actually helpful and useful because she was sort of like I don't know I, I didn't like the way that she was characterized in the other two episodes that she was in she just kind of felt like they, they they sort of made a token attempt at having something for her to do by making her like the doctor like she's the one who can fix you but she still kind of always felt like I don't know uh like demure and also yeah. in the way and also like really unsure of herself demure is just... exactly what i was gonna mm -hmm. say because she is like playing from this point of fear and caution that someone's gonna yeah. find her out and once she sheds her uh fake 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 goatee and <laughs> uh, dirty wig and pulls out her clean clean hair she assumes like a sense of power and confidence that is actually becoming of the character and not just like you know uh kind of something to get over yeah everything about her appearance as like the the most poorly disguised dude on the planet <laughs> on the island just came off as like awkward and she didn't seem to know like what her role was in any given scene and i'm not blaming the actress for this it was an mm -hmm. awkwardly written role and like olivia was just there most of the time she was just sort of in the space where things were happening and people were kind of like sneering at her so um she got to do some stuff here she rescued susanna and she like helped her figure out the the paperwork all this stuff about the surrogacy thing and she helped her get her kids back um and like i like that susanna had something to do they they both had active roles to play in this portion of the story uh you look like you wanted to stop me, Ronnie. No, I was just gonna. I was gonna uh, add to that. Um, she also like ha like has a villain moment too, where the the letter that Crusoe gave to her to give to Susanna that like talks about how much he loves Susanna and how he's like still like fighting for her. Um, she throws that in the fire and is like, this is just the address to find you. Like, I don't need it anymore. Like there, there's like definitely some like nefarious stuff going on there, which like is just enough of a seed, just mm -hmm. enough of a seed to like be interesting moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously nothing comes of it in this finale, but like it's, it, it definitely like establishes some things that, that could be yeah. a problem. Later Olivia's on. got her own motives in this. Yeah. She's just not she's not just buddy buddies with Crusoe and is doing right. him a solid by helping his wife. Yeah. Right. Um but yeah, that for the first time ever, the the flashes over to what's going on in England were interesting. And also for the first time ever, there was something approaching a status quo change. Right. Well, it's because it was a true B plot. Like this mm -hmm. was a true, like I, I Game of Thrones is not the only show to do this, but like the things happening in both places shared a similar weight and they shared some connection up until this point. It's just been like kind of expository, but kind of just like informing who Crusoe is and why he's so angsty and none of that landed. There was no weight to that. And so mm. like it, it, it felt pointless that we were spending time there. Um, but this was this was something different. This is something where, like, if they would have done this the whole time, if season one was the island and having like 
not so distant flashbacks, which would have been great while he was alone on the island before Friday shows up to have flashbacks mm-hmm. and have him mm-hmm. like hallucinate these things. Um, Pine a lot. And then go into a season two where he is like, there is a dual storyline. Uh, would have been great. Would have been very interesting. Yeah. It's not the show we had. I feel like we, I'm not, this is in no way critical. I feel like we can't talk about this show without talking about uh, what a shame it is that we didn't get his development. Fucking years. Six years. Yeah. They didn't have to say six years. They could have said this all happened a month ago. And then Friday washed up a weekend to be in here. And I built this, this room in a day and like, but no, they have explicitly gone out of their way to be like, yeah, it's been six years. It, six it could years. have been built by someone else. Yeah. Someone else could have built that treehouse and he just yeah, went sure. dead. But no, we had to get this back. Are we still in positives? I don't want to. I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump on the other side if we got more to I talk about. I'm trying to behave. Think I do. They killed Sean Bean off screen. It's my first yeah. negative. Well, Sean Bean did die. I think they killed Sean Bean, didn't they? I thought it was off screen, but yeah. He had a flashback where Sean Bean was like dying. And Mary, who who was in this show for all of a minute combined, Crusoe's sister was like tending to him and then Blackthorn yeah. came and then I think like a priest came and gave him last rites and it, there was a whole thing and I feel okay. like there was like nefarious things happening. Any, anyway, why on earth did you cast Sean Bean for this nothing yeah. part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could his, have been a pirate. His, his death was unremarkable. I don't remember that. I believe you, Ronnie. I don't remember that scene. It was definitely so during it's... the episodes where Evan, that, that you don't remember anything that happened. <laughs> Um, and I'm granted, neither do I. I just remember that, like, Sean Bean was there. And also Sean Bean was there. Um, yeah, so, not, uh, since we're jumping into negatives, in either the last <laughs> or the second to last episode, uh, Crusoe mentions that not only was he on this island for six years, but for the first several years, I think he said three years... He didn't see a single other human being, yeah. and he was uh, like overjoyed one day to find a single footprint in the sand. Like he lost his mind because after whatever two or three years, he for, he first saw evidence that there perhaps was another human being on this island. And then, in the course of this season, we had. <laughs> three sh- three shipwrecks on the island two previously uncontacted tribes that he encountered and like a partridge in a pear tree like there's yeah. like dogs there were dogs there was a crypt uh there was this uh the the island king there was friday's dad like there were the so island many- king was shipwrecked on the same ship that crusoe was shipwrecked on. yeah yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it was just it's just so strange to set that up. Like, I understand this. Like, not everything's gonna be perfectly realistic. Like, it's a show. If everything happened at the actual pace that life would happen at, 
on a desert island, it would be very boring. But, like, it is just, it was just such a weird choice to establish that he didn't see another human for three years. And now, literally every day, some new shit is happening with more people you've never seen before? What? Come on now. on, On its face, the story of him being alone on an island, to tell it cinematically, seems very boring. That is the story you have chosen to tell, and that is the job of a director of a creative team to make us care about that story. Like, yeah, it, it, and it's yes to say like, yeah, it'll be three years on an island, and and like, but that's a director's job to say what, how do we tell this story? What yeah, is, what what, how, what is the narrative here? And that could have been really good, but mm-hmm. that's not what there's there's nothing there. Look that's, at the movie Castaway. Like, yeah, most of. Oh, the overwhelming majority of that movie is just Tom Cruise on an island doing like just just by himself. I know there's like time skips. I'm not I'm not opposed to like skipping around the parts that are boring in this show or any other. But there, you're absolutely right, Ronnie. There is a way to make that struggle like that, like coming to grips with life alone on an island incredibly dramatic. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. I'm watching could... uh, The Bear right now on Hulu. Great show. It is about like a small sandwich deli in Detroit. On face value, that could be a very boring show if that was mm-hmm. all that the show was about. And this show is deeply committed to be like an unfiltered, unapologetic look at like what it is like to work in one of those places. And I've worked in one of those places. I worked at Giovanni's. I got told that I made cannolis like a little bitch by Giovanni. He couldn't, he couldn't remember my name. He was my boss for over a year. He just called me giant. He was a real asshole. (laughs) (laughs) This show is like working in that place. Do I want to work at that place again? Absolutely not. But this show is compelling as fuck. And it is like so committed to the bit. And I feel like Crusoe would have been such a better show mm-hmm. if it was actually committed to the idea of this is a show about a, sh- a fucking castaway and his one friend and their dog that they parent together. And like, what does it mean to be a castaway? And like, imagine, if you will, episode one. Crusoe has been away from his wife for all this time. We cut to him incredibly confident and cocky as this like wealthy, well-to-do guy, but is still like aware of his like station and just like is very swashbuckling kind of when he doesn't need to be kind of like a a dandy boy, uh, you know, pirate kind of type, but like acts like Errol Flynn kind of thing. And we see that we see him be very like standoffish and and kind of charming and and aloof and like he's heading home to his wife and children and everything's great. And then for the next episode, we see him at his absolute lowest, his absolute most desperate. We see that contrast like that's so fucking compelling. There's so much to tell there. I could outline season one and, and, and it would be light years better than what we had. Like, this is not hard stuff. He is so clean the entire time. Mm -hmm. He's so clean. He is. I thought that they were going to do something with jaundice 
in the smoke and mirrors episode because he's because he looked so orange we pointed was, this out yeah he had self tanner all over his face when he's looking up at Susanna, and it's like is this is this a, a a liver disease thing is he is he not okay it's like nope nope it's just self tanner it's we were, just because we he looks so so clean that it needed him to look a little bit weather worn we were trying to figure out why it was like so obviously bad we we theorized that maybe they had a different makeup person filling in that day possibly uh so yeah like but no we noticed the exact same thing we were like is that like a spray tan what is going on is that did they get the wrong foundation for him that day oh boy yeah i don't know what they thought they were unless they just thought we're gonna put two very attractive men in a in a beautiful paradise and then like throw challenges at them. But that's not like. They're not that charming and they I don't know that they're not that charming, but the writing is not good enough to make them like that charming and compelling. Mm-hmm. And it's not satisfying at all. Like none of the challenges they overcome are satisfying or give them any growth. And so it's like, what are we what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. How did we get here? why and i don't say that often that's not like my my typical thing of like i want to know the story before this moment but i need to know the story before this moment how do we get here what do we do there's not a single he flashbacks to getting beat up by jacobites like three times there's no flashback to him in in his early days on the island Mm -hmm. no flashback to him huddled in the rain sobbing uh, no flashback of him falling down a hill and injuring himself and having nobody to help him, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like real human stuff. This is good. This is it's it's easy to do. It's easy to film because you only need the one guy and you just need him to be real dirty and so sad. Yeah. At one point, um, this is this is a bit of a diff of a diversion, but. I don't know if this is a positive or a negative. I just thought it was a very good point. The um, tribe on the island, the hunting chief is saying like, well, Friday is your slave. And Crusoe's like, uh, no, he's not. And he's like, well, you gave him a slave name. And Crusoe's like, yeah, well, that's just because I couldn't pronounce his name and I had to call him something. And it's like, ooh, chief of this tribe makes a very good point. Why are you still calling him Friday? It's been how long mm-hmm. you could you could learn his name when Fr- when Friday is doing the exercise with the captain's wife where the captain thinks, oh, she's he's going to fuck my wife. Um, he's writing like his name with her and she's teaching him how to write in English. He doesn't write Friday. He writes his given name, his 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 birth name. Clearly, this identity still means something to him. And Crusoe's still just like, nah, you're Friday, which is inexcusable unless Friday is their adorable little pet name for each other. Like, (laughs) unless it's unless it is super gay, unless it's an affectionate little term of endearment. It's either the most racist thing on the planet or it's gay. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought I was like, damn, my man who's going to kill Crusoe makes some very eloquent points. Yeah. I did not like how that king was like humiliated and like dethroned by Crusoe. Uh I thought that was really shitty and gross. Uh that whole episode is just bad. I when the ghost of Mary wait, is Mary the sister or the wife? 
Mary is the sister. Susanna is the wife. When the ghost of Susanna shows up, I had this flash to uh, Sleepy Hollow where Ichabod's wife kept showing up as like a weird time ghost. And I was like, oh, damn, like this show would be so much better if instead of doing random people come to the island for an episode and then leave and then Crusoe can't get off is if the island was fucking haunted and each week they were fighting a different monster or ghost or spirit or something because then you don't need to explain why Crusoe can't leave with it at the end because it's a ghost. Better show. Ben, Mm -hmm. you're welcome. It does. It does suffer from a bit of like, because this show is very like based in Crusoe being this MacGyver engineer pseudoscientific type um, that like everything has to have a very like scientific explanation, even when they do the like the temple water temple episode where they like free. It's all like mechanics and things like that. Nothing can be like magic or like uh, spirituality. It, it Like there's always an explanation and like that would be interesting if they like pushed against that ever if there was ever a point where they couldn't explain something and like left that open-ended but they never Mm -hmm. do they never leave that room it's always got to be you know scooby-doo pulling the mask off the obvious person at the end of like this was the thing all along uh the show did seem to imply that crusoe was having psychic visions at one point because uh like I don't think they intended to do this. I think they just intended it to be like, oh, what beautiful symmetry. But he was like saying like, oh, it's my son's birthday and they're uh, Mm. I hope they're celebrating. And uh, Friday's like, I bet they're saying a toast to you. And he's like, no, they're saying a toast to him, but they're thinking of me and they're saying I'll be back. And then they cut to um, um, what's her name? Susanna. Susanna. Uh, and, uh, the, they were, they were visiting, I guess, one of their, one of, one of the grandparents, one of either Crusoe or Susanna's parents' graves, and, uh, like, the son was asking, like, if, if Cruz, if dad was dead, and, uh, Susanna was like, no, he's, he's, thinking of us he's somewhere right now and like i don't know it just like the way that they framed it almost mm-hmm. made it seem like they were having visions of one another or something and i was like are we about to get supernatural up in this bitch and then we did it, it they didn't. left that the was possibility just... open for it and we're just yeah. like fuck that no nah, yeah. we're gonna do another racist thing mm-hmm. let's do another tribe thing another tribe person Hey, remember how in both the tribe episode and in the long pig episode and in uh, every episode so far, the mutineer episode, uh, Friday and Crusoe have taken on like scores of fighters uh, all by themselves, usually without even having weapons. Um, Why the fuck couldn't they uh, overpower this single dude uh, who seemed to be a little bit uh, sun touched? uh by his by his fake diamond mind why couldn't they just like overpower him at any time and Crusoe not have to wait was, for the opportune moment 
they were both drugged. They were both like coughing and needed an antidote uh, yes. and stuff. It was bizarre. It, Definitely the guy to trust with your plantation, though, Crusoe. It seems like he doesn't have any sort of racial biases going yeah, on. Yeah, I really picked a winner there. I was I was just so annoyed the whole time because he was not like an interesting character. He was just annoying. And I've seen these boys fight much larger, larger men. And this guy's just like, nope, get on your feet, Friday. And Crusoe's like, what do you want me to do? He's got a he's got a single gun <laughs> with with ostensibly a single shot. What do you want me to do? He's the king of the island, Friday. <laughs> oh, this made me so mad. Um, Crusoe kills the brother-in-law's boyfriend. Yeah. And then has the brother-in-law like disadvantaged at sort of point. He's like, all right, you're going to walk with me because I have questions for you. I'm not going to kill you right now. And then we cut to the brother-in-law walking in front of Crusoe and Crusoe carrying the boyfriend's body through the woods. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. I don't know why Crusoe would carry the body when he is the one in charge. I feel like that's something you would make the prisoner do while you keep them at sword point. And I'm like, huh, it's really weird that Crusoe's sword isn't on his hip. I wonder if he's got, like, some sort of back rig that I just can't see because the body is there. He still has his pistol, but there's no way that he would have kept his pistol and not his sword, given the situation. Sure enough, we come to the river, and Crusoe throws the body into the flesh-eating river as a distraction so that they can cross the river. And he left his sword behind. He left three swords on that beach. Crusoe, that pistol, you got one shot. If the brother-in-law tries to kill you and your gun misfires or jams or your powder got wet because you're crossing a river, that pistol's useless. Or if you get ambushed by your brother-in-law's uh, like crew, you're getting one shot off and then you're fucked. Like, why would you... Why would you leave your sword behind? Yeah. What? What? Insane. Just like bonkers. They also like do the whole exposition with the priest in a very like long winded manner. Oh, the most roundabout possible way. The whole the whole conspiracy is so convoluted. Just say that this dude didn't like his brother and loved Crusoe's family. Yeah, and let that's we both made this point while we were watching it. We were like, yeah, just have the brother leave all his shit to uh like Crusoe's family in his will and yeah. like nobody can find the will and so it so Blackthorn inherits it, but like surprise surprise Crusoe had a copy of the will like in the family Bible, you know, this would have just been so much more straightforward than the thing with the you, but you inherit it, but like the kid, but the dad doesn't inherit it, but the kid does. And I don't dislike because we've had to have so much like fake man pain for Crusoe. I don't dislike him having to kind of like sit on the fact that his father, who he's who he's known to be his father for his entire life is not actually his father. I don't, I don't dislike the convolution of that. 
my problem is simply that we go through this real big roundabout like explanation that is like really really hitting you over the head with it because of obviously we need that because you have led no breadcrumbs to this point at all mm-hmm. and then crusoe like says all right spill your guts brother-in-law and the brother-in-law gives the exact same spiel well, that we've already heard uh, can i also point out that we commented how good the casting of Sean Bean and this yeah. no-name guy was because they look exactly the same. Yeah. And, like, a, a really great hint could have been that Crusoe looks nothing like his dad. That yeah, could have been right. a great hint. It, also, we never meet Crusoe's biological father, so it doesn't feel yeah. like a, like... It's not a twist that anyone could have seen coming. And like twists are only effective if the audience then goes, oh, wow, everything clicks and makes sense now. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's the only time a twist works. If a twist comes out of complete nowhere right. and doesn't have any foundation, then it's a bad twist because no one I, could have predicted it. I feel like I'm going to rewrite this. I'm going to fan fiction this. So uh, like I, I see Ronnie's point. Crusoe's dad not being his dad is compelling but also, uh, like, you know, the, the, this whole thing with the surrogacy and then he died before the birth, but then if the heritability and that, that it's too complicated. So um, my alternate writing of this would be uh, Crusoe's mom cheated on his dad with this rich guy. This rich guy knew the kid was his for years and years and years. And he lived like this rich guy lived uh until crusoe was like a teenager so we got to see him interact with the villain blackthorn his younger brother we got to see him interact with crusoe's dad maybe they're best friends because crusoe's dad doesn't know that his wife cheated on him with this guy um and then when the guy knows he's dying he leaves his stuff to crusoe his only son bastard though he is he leaves all his stuff to his only son and his Crusoe's dad knows about this, but is so ashamed of the whole thing that he like covers it up because he doesn't like he doesn't want to inherit the money because like it reminds him. Of, you know what I mean? Like this. I feel like this is better. I feel like this is better than it, this yeah. dumb surrogacy thing where it, like, it is infinitely more interesting to have. Because Crusoe would then feel conflicted. Mm-hmm. The problem with this is that there's really no conflict because Crusoe's. Parents who raised him are both saints in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And like they're good fine people and like the only drama is that this like now uncle wants to kill him. Whereas if it is a uh like cheating scenario, it's now like heavier and more like it, it makes Crusoe question things about where he comes from. Whereas the story as presented to us is just like oh, your parents were saints and they did the best they could. And like, it is still like, and the explanation they give us is still weird when you think about it, because like, basically like either, either the Crusoe's mom had agency in this situation and she wanted to fuck a dude who wasn't her husband or Crusoe's dad had agency in the situation. And he basically like had like accepted money from some other dude to fuck his wife you know it's like it's weird they didn't they say they, explicitly that sean bean never knew so how did he get his like merchants guild 
I, I, like papers then like wasn't that the wasn't that the payment he received for this uh, service yeah, that his wife did just, it just uh, he just stumbled upon it in an alley one day it it's this is what i'm saying it doesn't yeah. make it doesn't make a lot of sense it would be easier to explain if just like crusoe was illegitimate like his dad was not his real dad and his real dad left him a bunch of money because like he didn't have any other kids I agree. This this tangled web that they have woven is not like the only way to do it. Um, and there's a lot of easier ways they could have done it. Mm -hmm. It's basically what it was. like it's this is get Crusoe deserves the Blackthorn fortune is not like the. The the mind puzzle, the, the like the J.J. The Abrams like puzzle box that that this show has made it like they had to like, you know, stitch it in this way. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other ways they could have done this. Yeah. Dude just left a will. Why he left a will, we can we can make up whatever reason we want. Mm -hmm. We don't need this weird, like, uh, you know, technically who's in line for the throne thing happening. Um, also, Sean Bean like, never knew, but they kept the information. Sean yeah. Bean kept the information in his Bible? Yeah, apparently. That's and Crusoe, fish. we also It was, like, hidden behind a weird flap. It was dumb and bad he's been there for six years how did he not find it yeah well no well and uh ronnie was talking about crusoe's dad somehow like he he didn't know about the oh yeah, yeah. i don't he didn't know about the surrogacy arrangement but somehow he he put the paperwork describing the surrogacy arrangement in the family bible i guess crusoe's mom must have done that but yeah we were uh we were questioning aloud while we were watching the show like He's been sitting here with the family Bible for six years and he didn't look through any of the paperwork in it. Like, come on, y'all. Like, he didn't he didn't flip through all of whatever, whatever. Three years, three years. He was alone on this island. It's not like he had a library at his disposal. Yeah. He had this Bible. Yeah. This show's not good. No, it's not. It's not good. This show's not good. And I want to say that, like, it's it's annoying because there is potential for it to be good, but it's so not good that I don't even like I I would have to sift through so much bad show in order to even like find the shape of the potential that like mm -hmm. it's it's is not worth it is throw it out. It's all bad. Throw out the whole man. Throw it out, except for Sean Bean and Sam Neill. We can keep Sean Bean, Sam Neill, and the guy who played Friday. Yeah. Um, they, they can all continue to work. Can I just say, as a parent, uh, a woman uh, who uh, signs her children away just in case of some weird happenstance, maybe, like, having those children taken away is not the worst thing. Maybe, maybe that woman needs to be a little bit more... Uh, uh adept and a little bit more like on her toes about signing her children away for any any oh, you, reason are whatsoever. you talking about the, the workhouse thing like yeah they, yeah i i thought that was like a will because she like when you when you travel by sail at that at that time like there's not a zero percent chance that you're not coming back and you're going to be gone for months so the idea of like i'm about to go on a long voyage if anything were to happen to me here is who's going to take care of the kids. Right. Well, the show did not do a good job of like explaining that. I, and I don't, I don't think that's what it was. I think it was literally just sign your kids over to me. And if, why did we, he want the kids? 
he wanted the kids to be like out of the picture. Why did he want the wife? He, I don't know. He wanted. They were really focused on this well, like her- heritability aspect. Blackthorn's a- plan is is if 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 he if he had the children, which like he instantly put the children into like an orphanage. An orphanage. So, like, yeah. If he had, if he was the like guardian of the children, the caretaker of the children, and they found out, oh, but the money actually goes to Crusoe. The children are Crusoe's heirs, and so he would be like the you know, arbiter of that fortune still. And then he would just kill the children. Where did Susanna get the ancient Egyptian necklace she used to buy the children back? I don't remember this. He gave it to her. It's, it's not a good show. It doesn't. Blackthorn gave it to her. Blackthorn just gave her an ancient Egyptian necklace. He he was trying to woo her. That she held onto in the insane asylum. Yeah. Why didn't she use that to buy her way out of the insane asylum? Who who can tell? She got really. I mean, I, she uh, got more jacked up in that asylum for three days yeah. than Crusa did on that island for six years. Yeah. <laughs> she looked like they shit in that asylum. Immediately made her dirty yeah. and and stringy. And but Crusa's like, yeah, I've never even heard I've, of soap. Shine, I'm, shine, shine, shine. I'm in a shampoo commercial on this beach. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, wild. I have one more inconsequential negative. Every woman in the show looks exactly the same. That is true. They're all clones. That's fair. Yeah. That's they fair. cast uh, one the, woman. The, the casting director clearly had a type and he cast every like woman who was meant to be attractive in this show as the same woman. So slightly pinched a nose, brunette, like same face shape. Yeah. Like it's it's wild. The woman who was a part of the tribe at the end looked different, but she also was completely inconsequential and I don't even think had any lines. No, I don't think so. She just looked at Friday they and had, bit her had lip. A, she had a sexy fight with Friday yeah. and that's right. it. And, All right, we're and done. A, and a and a uh and sexy enough that Friday that Crusoe's like, Yeah, I think she might like you. And it's like, mm. what are we doing here? We're running for our lives. What are we doing um, next, guys? Next, we are entering the spooky season, even though we Yay. are firmly in the spooky season. Yeah. Um, but we are going to start a show that I've never seen that I know I will like, but I'm kind of nervous about because it's, I, it's spookier than I, than I expect it to be. We're going to watch some Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. Um, Love this show. Know. I don't really know nothing about it. Um, Stars Elijah Wood. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, Elijah Wood does the voice of the main little guy in the show. He's Wood. got a little pointy red hat. He does. His Doc, that much I know. Doc Brown from Back to the Future's in it. Oh, love. Hmm. Uh, I'll never. If you would not have said Doc Brown, I immediately would have known his name. But because you said Doc Brown, I've blanked. The entire cast is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a really good show. You're going to like it, Ronnie. It's really well made and it's really cute. And it's also genuinely scary, but only like in a fun way. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Mm. Yes, that one. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm very excited to check it out. It's uh, uh, something that I wanted to do last year, but we, you know, we thought it would be better to to do it around the spooky season. Um, and so we're going to we're going to not tackle that. And uh, yeah. 
uh, I'm very excited to to bring in people who really like this show because I, I know a lot of people have a real affinity for it. Um, and we haven't done a show that people actually enjoy in quite a long time. Yeah, I have a Over the Garden Wall t-shirt. I'm I do gonna... too. I haven't got me a matching one. Yeah, we have Love matching that. t-shirts. Sounds like somebody uh, could uh, get Ronnie a Christmas present this year. Yeah, maybe. Maybe this Ronnie one. could also have a matching t-shirt. Maybe I could have a matching t-shirt and we can go yeah. to conventions. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back next time at, uh, with uh, Over the Garden Wall. That'll be our, our, our spooky season treat. Um, until then, you can follow us on Twitter at PendingPod. You can go to the Where They May Radio website at wheretheymay.com uh, where you can get links to our Patreon, links to our merch, links to other shows on our network, network like Force Friends Rewatch, like uh, Good Neighbors, like Fan Fiction is Good Actually, all of our shows are coming back with a vengeance, uh, both on the main feeds, on the Patreon. You do not want to miss it. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming down the pike, and we would love for you to be a part of it. Um, once again, you can go to wheretheymay.com and find links to all that good, good stuff. Uh, support podcasters you like, support the content you like. Uh we haven't talked about in a while. We are an independent uh, podcast network focused on on uh, an analysis of media with an obvious queer lens because that's who we are. Um, and so uh, we like it and we would like for you to be a part of it. We like doing it. Thank you for everyone who has supported us and thank you to everyone who will support us in the future. And Ooh. on that note, uh, Andy, how do we end these episodes? Mm. It's time to don your vegetables. Oh, that's a that's an over the garden wall thing. Mm-hmm. Excited, very much looking forward to this.